You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 56. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Artake segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week in our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we take a look at Dream Industrial REIT, symbol DIR.UN on the TSX, a high-yielding Canadian REIT or real estate investment trust. It owns about 221 industrial properties across Canada, equally to 20 million square feet of gross leasable area. The REIT is paying just under 8%, and a listener asks us if it's a good investment at current prices. Our star of the week is Questor Technology, symbol QST on the TSX Venture from our Canadian Discovery small cap portfolio, an environmental clean tech company that focuses on clean air technologies that safely and cost-effectively help eliminate greenhouse gas emissions. The stock has jumped 39% uh, this week after receiving some positive news at the U.S. midterm elections. Finally, our dog of the week is Relic Health Technologies, Inc., symbol RHT on the TSX Venture. The company develops innovative mobile health and telemedicine solutions for the community-based healthcare market. It has seen its share price drop 69% in the last 30 days after it announced that it has decided to restate certain financial information reported for the quarter ending March 31st, 2018. Is it a dog or opportunity? We'll let you know. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Keystone Senior Income Analyst, Mr. Aaron Dunn. Welcome. Thank you, Ryan. How are you today? Very good. Very good. good. Busy. Were you watching the midterms? Were you pinned, uh, pinned I, I to was somewhat television I have screen? To, I have to tell you, um, because we have, I mean, it's outside of the you know, the full election process. But uh, because we have Questor in coverage, there was a vote there, a proposition, a 112 in Colorado. I was watching that closely. And uh, Questor came out on the right side of that for that business. So I was watching that part of the election. Yeah, I I was as well. And I remember you saying that in our last DIY events, we were talking about Questor. Um, You were saying that, you know, a lot depended on what happened with this proposition and that, uh, you know, obviously it was good news for Questor. So excellent for anybody who took your advice. Yeah, I mean, and we did. It was one of the five stocks I believe we recommended in our DIY fall seminar. And we'll talk about it today as a star. Uh, The stock is up you know, 58% since that time. So it's done quite well over that period. Uh, We can jump right into the show. Uh, We can just segue right into Questor as our star of the week. From our Stars and Dogs segment, it's time for this week's Star. Star. Uh, Is QST as its symbol, Questor Technologies on the TSX Venture. 
closed today at $3.51. That's about a $93 million market cap. So what does the company do? They're an environmental clean tap company that focuses on clean air technologies that safely and cost effectively eliminate greenhouse gas emissions. Now, there's a huge issue, particularly in the U.S. shale plays with flaring of gas. Questar's technology at the wellhead, when it eliminates about 99.9% of those harmful emissions. So it definitely has a great technology in that respect, helping the environmental movement, making uh, the drilling of oil and gas and flaring off of that gas uh, more, more environmentally friendly. Now, what is driving the stock? Uh, this week, its share price surged. Uh, after the announcement uh, in reaction to Colorado, which is its primary market, the Colorado's Proposition 112, the initiative that would have dramatically increased oil and gas drilling setbacks from homes, businesses, and waterways. This week, it was defeated at the U.S. midterm elections the day after the stock in, or stocks in, or shares in Questor surged. Why? Well, the markets hate uncertainty, and the stock had come down on uncertainty, and any action that would or could have curtailed drilling activity, such as this proposition, would be a potential negative for Questor. With this uncertainty and potential inhibitor of future growth removed, the market is free to focus on the fundamentals of the business, and the fundamentals are strong. If we look at the last quarter, Q2, Revenues were up 46% to $5.7 million, and earnings jumped to around $0.07 cents per share from $0.04 cents in the same period last year. So Questar, Questar, like we talked about, was a recommendation at our fall 2018 seminars just over a month ago in the $2.22 range. It's gone up 58% since then. We expect the company to announce its Q3 results in the next 10 days. Clients will be updated on this stock with a full rating, analysis of the quarter, and our outlook going forward with our rating. Uh, the stock was up 39% this week on Colorado voting down Proposition 112. That makes Questar our star of the week. Excellent summary, Ryan. And I would ask you what you're expecting from the results, but I think you're going you're gonna to include that in the report to our clients. That's a good teaser. Yeah, I mean, we you know we talk a lot about the companies that you know that we talk about on our podcast. Uh, our paid clients uh, will be waiting for that report to come out, and we'll take a good look at those results uh, for them and issue them to issue the full report to our clients uh, in the next couple of weeks. So now we're going to move to our your stock our take segment. We have a question on a company called Dream Industrial REIT. Um, as Aaron heads our income stock-related research, I'm going to let him take that. I'm going to say the question came in first, though, from Michael Creedon on Facebook. Thank you, Michael, for your question. And we encourage you to keep your questions coming into our Your Stake, Our Talk, Your Stock, Our Take segment, and we will keep answering those questions. It's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take, Buy, Sell, or Hold. Yes, thank you, Ryan. Okay, so Dream Industrial REIT, the symbol is DIR.UN, and it's trading at a price of $10 right now, and it, it provides a very attractive yield of 6.9% currently. So Dream Industrial is a real estate investment trust. It owns about 220 industrial properties across Canada. 
which is equal to 20 million square feet of gross leasable area. I took a look at the company for, for Michael here, and overall, there wasn't anything that made me really excited while I was doing my analysis. There are a few key things that I look for in a REIT when I'm starting to, to analyze it. And one of the most important things that I'm looking for is I want to see that cash flow per unit is growing, that it's, that it's going up, moving in the right direction. And I don't just mean cash flow, um, overall cash flow. So a lot of times companies will they'll do acquisitions, they'll do deals where they can grow their, their cash flow from $50 million a quarter to 70 or $100 million to 150. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the cash flow is growing on a per unit basis. So I want to see that per unit cash flow to ensure that whatever the company is doing is accretive for their investors. I also want to make sure that the asset quality is high. I want to make sure that the debt levels are reasonable and that they're covering their income distribution with free cash flow and have a margin of safety. So this is the payout ratio, analyzing the payout ratio. Looking at Dream Industrial, the first thing I see is that cash flow per unit has declined this year compared to last year. In the quarter, cash flow per unit was down about 10% and down 6% year to date. So this is not a good sign for us um, because really what we're looking for to drive the share price long term is growing free cash flow per unit. We want to see that growing and that is what's going to drive the unit price higher long term. So looking at the asset quality, I, I don't personally know the, the company's assets, but one thing that we can look at is we can look at the, the same asset growth, the growth in, in same assets. So whether it's um, rental income or, or net operating income, um, essentially if a company is able to increase their rents, if they're able to increase their profitability on a particular property, then that's a pretty good indication that it's that it's a quality property. So in the case of, of Dream Industrial, uh, it was really, it was up, same property uh, NOI, net operating income was up marginally year to date, about 1.7%, and was basically flat for the quarter. So not a horrible showing there, but not really anything that gets me super excited. The company's debt levels do look reasonable, I will say that for it, and its payout ratio is in the mid 80% range, which is also reasonable. One thing, however, that I will say about the payout ratio is that it has it did increase over the same time last year when it was in, in the 70 range, in the mid to high 70 range. So mid-80s, still good, um, but we, we don't want to see it keep going higher. Anything above 90% would start to look risky and more speculative to us. Now, the company, as I said, it does pay a nice yield of about 6.9%, but I would not chase yield. I would not advise investors to go around chasing high yield companies. We would prefer a company that has a smaller yield, but is growing its dividend or its distribution um, because they're growing their, their profitability on a per share per unit basis. That's what we would like to see. A lot of companies with high yields have, have high payout ratios as well. And if those payout ratios are increasing, then those companies can be in a position where they would one day have to cut the dividend. I'm not saying that this is where Dream Industrial is heading, and I don't necessarily think that it's a bad company, but it isn't something that I would rush out to buy or recommend right now. Thanks, Aaron. That's a great summary. Um, and I think your point on uh, Keystone's uh, bias towards companies that you know are growing their dividend or dividend growers over time uh, rather than just chasing yield is such a great point. Some people see like a six or an eight or even a ten percent yield, and they think, "Wow, you know that that's a company that I have to be invested in." And uh, you know, we would much prefer a company that has a four percent yield that's growing that dividend at fifteen or twenty percent every year. And uh, you know, 
we see more growth in the share price in a situation such as that most often, and then you see that dividend growing over time. Uh, we would favor those type of situations over somebody who may see an attractive yield and chase that yield. We'd rather have a dividend grower over time. Now we move to our weekly dog from our stars and dog segment. It's time for this week's dog. <laughs> The company is Relic Health Technology Inc., symbol RHT on the TSX Venture. Trades at 36 cents with a market cap of 41.3 million. Now, to give you an idea of how far the stock has fallen this year, on March 1st, the stock traded for $2.46. Since then, it is down 85%, and the stock has lost 69% of its value in the last 39 day, or 30 days alone. It serves as a cautionary tale on investing in hype and promised growth over actual strong cash flow. Now, what does Relic Health do? They are a healthcare technology company that specializes in developing innovative software solutions for the community care market. The company's care platform essentially integrates wearable sensors, voice technology, and intuitive mobile apps and desktop user interfaces for patients, clinicians, and healthcare administrators. So what has driven the stock down? On October 16th, Relic announced that it had decided to restate certain financial information reported for the quarter ended March 31st, 2018. The decision to restate followed a review conducted by the company's auditors and its audit committee where it was determined that the timing and certainty of receiving the revenue invoice for two clients is substantially unclear due to the client's issues with securing reimbursement from the payor. The material changes to be included in the restatement will affect the company's revenue and projected are projected to increase the company's loss and comprehensive loss for this year. In addition, the company's board of directors have taken the position that no revenues will be reported in Q4 of fiscal 2018 until the revenue collection issues are resolved. Now, those results now, the restated ones, have now come out. The company announced that it had revenue for the full year of $2.3 million, which is a small amount for a company that had a market cap of $250 million to start this year or earlier this year. Uh, it was up from basically nothing last year, so good growth, but uh, really still small. The net loss for the year was $13.8 million, and an adjusted basis, the adjusted EBITDA, was $4.7 million loss for the year. Now, Relic announced that they, quote-unquote, decided to restate their financials. For our money, given the fact that they are now forecasting and have had zero revenues for Q4, Without this restatement, it appears investors would have a great case of fraud against the company. In our opinion, they did not decide to do this restatement. They were forced by their auditors, or the auditors likely would not sign off on those statements. Now, when they announced this, uh, they announced the restatement there, they also announced something that was curious to us, that their chief visionary officer was to be fired at that time. Um, I'm not sure what a company like this would actually need a visionary officer for. Seems strange, but now he is gone and left the organization. On January 11th of this year, to, to give you an idea where we came from, Relic actually announced that 
their December 2017 month was the company's first month of profitability. Now, we followed this company and looked at, the, at this time because there were some interesting contracts being signed here and some promises made going forward. Strangely enough, when we followed into the next quarter, a company that had said they were profitable in December of 2017, uh, they had just 878000 in revenue in that quarter and a loss of just under a million dollars. The next quarter going forward... They had just $1.13 million in revenues and a loss of $3.87 million. Now, we understand that there's some stock compensation costs in the losses, but the business was cash flow negative and had a market cap of beyond $250 million at one time, with barely $1.1 million in quarterly revenues. The company was promising tremendous growth going forward, and its investors were paying up for the promises and contract potential. This is a very high-risk strategy if you invest like this, particularly if everything does not go according to plan. In this case, it has not, and investors have lost 85% since the highs and 69% over the past 30 days. Those type of losses make Relic a cautionary tale and our dog of the week. Chief visionary officer. That sounds like a job I'd like to get. Yeah, it sounds like I'd sounds love like to a have pretty a sweet gig. Chief yeah. visionary officer. Yeah, I mean, I just sit. You just sit in an office all day and come up with ideas. And sometimes I don't actually have to do. Anymore. I shake my head at things like that, but I also shake my head at uh, you know investors who choose a company like this over some companies with great cash flow out there. You're just taking so much of a risk when you don't have to, um, and like. I have to say, we, we are familiar th- with Relic, like I said, as we got a number of questions on the company at the start of this year as the shares had increased and they were getting re- recommended by some analysts, prominent analysts on BNN. And quite frankly, I, could, I never understood the market's fascination with the stock. Some contracts were signed that were promising and there was some promising guidance that was released from management, but there was very little revenue and nothing close to profitability and, and a share structure that had, you know, about 100 million plus shares. So it was very high risk. Despite this, it rose from pennies to a $250 million market cap quite fast. And when we were asked to evaluate this company, it just never came close to our initial fundamental criteria. And we're happy that it never did at this stage. Rather than invest in Relic, we recommend investors buy Viamed or VMD on the TSX for exposure to healthcare been very happy with this company. It's the best performing non-penny stock on the entire TSX in 2018. Now, Viamed has good cash flow and earnings and had it then when we recommended it. And, you know, the cash flow is increasing organically. And this is what's powering the gain so we can value it. Uh, these are the type of companies that we invest in. And Relic, you know, at those prices where we saw it earlier this year are the type of companies that we avoid. You know, we try not to make it more complicated than that. So that's going to do it for our show this week. Uh, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for listening in and thank you for sending in again your questions to our Your Stock, Our Take segment. Keep liking us on our rating and reviewing us on uh, iTunes. Like us on Facebook if you appreciate this content uh, or on Twitter or any of the other social channels. Uh, And I'd like to wish everybody out there again profitable investing. Profitable investing. Thanks.